We are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realize we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Welcome back to the Lab Doctors Podcast. So on this week's episode, we're going to talk about hair transplant. Ooh. Oh. Is <laughs> it like a transplant from myself or transplant from a host? A host? I'm the host. What Wait. you want? A donor. What a animal donor. you want? <laughs> <laughs> Which animal hair you want? Oh, I was I thinking know. like um, corpses. Oh. Okay. This hair transplant is specifically from yourself to yourself. Okay, got it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so a hair transplant is a procedure where you transfer hair from areas with enough hair to an area that has thin or no hair. These procedures have been ongoing since 1950s in the USA. But of course, today, surgical techniques have improved, so you're in good hands. Today, it costs maybe about 4000 to 15000 US dollars. I don't know this is in what currency, but I heard of someone who did it in Singapore that is uh, about 4000 now, like, no. that's pretty okay for whatever reasons I'm going through later. Okay. And they are usually performed by dermatologists or plastic surgeons, so you look for the correct doctor. Does it have to be the root? Like, you need the root? I assume you can't take your hair and... Let's go through first why people do hair transplantation. Because they're balding, uh. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first reason. Okay, the first one is who's balding? Men, I Yeah. Guess. yeah. <laughs> Men are balding, so male pattern balding. But also, it could be loss of hair from burns, right. injury, mm. right. hormonal imbalances or thyroid diseases, which right. make you probably lose hair or even like if you're stressed, your diet, whatever. Mm. Or alopecia areta, probably a kind of alopecia. Sorry, I'm not informed. And autoimmune disease that attacks your hair for the right, 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 okay. Okay, so let's go into how these surgeries are done. Uh, the more I researched, the more I found techniques. Then I was like a bit confused because I'm like, are they just different names? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go through the two main kinds. The name varies around. The first one is called a follicular unit strip surgery, in short, FUSS. Oh, okay. So this is apparently the more common method chosen. So what they do is they take a 6 to 10 inch strip of skin, which is like 10 to 25 cm. Like depth or like... No, length. Okay. So I imagine like you go from like... <laughs> I don't know. even I don't know. I don't know. You're gonna how come out through my eyes. You know how thin your skin is. I'm not an anatomist or what must This that is called? common sense. Anyway, okay, because I, I haven't finished the sentence. Sorry, sorry. So, a six to ten inch strip of skin from usually the back of your head is removed. And then basically where you make the cut and you remove the skin, right? It can easily be hidden when the surgeon sews, sews, so sews your scalp back and then your other hair will be hiding it. Oh, right. Okay. So then this strip of skin, which would contain your hair follicles, would then be divided into 500 to 2,000 tiny grafts. So small pieces. Each graft will contain an individual hair follicle or just a few hair follicles. Okay. And then these grafts from the back of your head will be transplanted into the balding area. Okay. And the number and type of graft depends on the hair type, quality, color, and size of the area to transplant. Okay, so that's the first method, FUSS. The second method is called follicular unit extraction. So this is like slightly different. This procedure requires your head to be shaved. Then your follicles will be removed one at a time using tools that are like similar to a hole puncher. So basically you're like punching holes to dig out that hair follicle. 
mm-hmm. one by one. And then you extract the hair follicle and transplant it to a new area, which also you need to like slit a hole to fit in right. the skin graft. Okay. Yeah, so the difference is instead of a strip, this one is like individually one by one. So for a normal surgery, it can take like hundreds or thousands of hair follicles. What? How long does it take? Yeah. Okay, so the surgery usually takes about four hours at least. Okay. But depends me, like it can go up to eight hours or so. I guess it depends on like how, how much, much hair you're yeah. moving. Right. Okay, then your small holes at the back of your head or wherever you punch it out from will usually recover over time, but your existing hair will eventually cover. Oh, like around it, the existing hair yeah. around it. Right. Okay, so methods for burn injuries or alopecia may differ, such as using techniques like scalp reduction or tissue expansion. So these are like the other maybe not so common methods. So for scalp reduction, they take a small area of the bald skin, right? And then they cut it off. And then they use the skin surrounding that, which naturally still having hair, will then be stitched up to cover the bald area that you have like cut off. Then tissue expansion is similar but the skin is not removed. So instead what they do is they take some implant, insert it under your scalp where there is hair and then over a few weeks they will expand the implant so that you will stretch your skin, the skin that has hair. And then your bald area will then be covered with this stretched skin. Yeah, okay. Okay, so all these procedures are obviously done under anesthesia. <laughs> and after the surgery, basically there for recovery, your scalp needs to be bandaged. You might feel sore, stitches will then be removed after 10 days. You will also be given medication to lower chances of infection, given anti-inflammatory medication as well, and medication that provides pain relief. But other than that, you can go like to work maybe like five days later or something. Oh, with the bandage? No, the bandage will be taken off already. Okay, other things to expect after surgery include itching, bleeding, swelling of scalp, inflammation of hair follicles, numbness or loss of feeling on scalp, formation of crust where your hair was removed or introduced. Your hair may look unnatural and hopefully not. And also it's normal for transplanted hair to fall out two to three weeks after the surgery. If it falls out, then what's the point? But the follicle remains in it. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. So it will grow back right. 8 to 12 months post-surgery. So it sounds like a very long process. It's like a year. I'm surprised you'll never have the question of will the transplanted hair drop off? I, I asked that one. Did you? I'm like, oh, if, it, if it falls out, then what's the point? And then John was like, it will grow back. No, the follicle will remain. Uh. So I guess the question is whether or not the follicle will die eventually, is it? No, but okay. I mean, yes, but like male pattern balding, right? Uh-huh. Isn't it like, if you're going to bald, you're going to bald what? No, but the follicle is different, what, right? Yes. That's why it's <laughs> male pattern baldness because there are only certain areas where the follicle is getting attacked by DHT. Yes. it has the receptors. Oh. So basically, in male pattern baldness only, like, I'm going to cover this only. This is the primary type of hair loss in males. And as John said, it's caused by this hormone called dihydrotestosterone, in short DHT. This is a product when testosterone is broken down. So quite commonly, the hair follicles on the top of the scalp are sensitive to dihydrotestosterone. And if you see like male pattern balding, right, usually like they have no hair at the top and then they still have hair at the sides and the mm. back of their head. And it's a clear pattern. Ah. So the amazing thing is that the follicles at the back and the sides of your head are not sensitive to dihydrotestosterone. So actually, when you take the hair follicles from the back of your head and transplant it to the front, even though your body still will have testosterone and dihydrotestosterone, the follicles will not die off and then like your hair will not bulk. Right. To me, it's like, this is genius. What about the other follicles that eventually would be attacked? Then you just keep transplanting upwards. Yeah, I guess so. Oh. That's expensive. It's just 4000 4000 for a head full of hair. <laughs> Just. I would do it. I can buy a laptop with that. 
<laughs> you can buy two. Oh, you can buy it full of hair. Instead of buying all the products that's like reduce hair loss that might not work. That's true. Huh? Mm. It, this sounds pretty foolproof to me. I don't know if you all have watched the Try Guys video. Yeah. Zach? His name Zach. Yeah. yeah. But I think his one is not just this. It's like he did the tattoo thing also. So you can like fill in the areas that look bald. No, that was initially. With black ink? Yeah, Before with black ink. The... Before they do everything. So it's kind yeah. of like the short term. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what girls do what, for makeup. They like colour their balding areas like at the forehead. It's like how you feel in your eyebrows, you know? Yeah, to make it look like you got more hair. There's even the brushes that are like, how to say, they look like they got prongs and then you can just draw your shape of your eyebrow or draw the shape of your hair. Okay, then my next question was, can women undergo hair transplant? Because as we know, mm-hmm. my hair is pretty thin and obviously I have a bald spot same, since like same, I was young. Same. I feel like it's all of us. I feel like stress. No. Oh, I had it since I was young. Oh, like just very little hair, thin hair and a bald spot. Me also. It's genetics though. Like yeah. my mom's side of the family, like the, females have quite thin hair. Oh, I don't know where I got my thin hair from. Maybe from the dustbin. <laughs> <laughs> from the dustbin. <laughs> anyway, can women undergo hair transplant? Why not? I feel like the idea should be the same, right? You can transplant hair from other parts of your head that isn't as... No. Okay. <laughs> good guess, good guess. Okay, basically, yes. Like what you said, yeah, it, I mean, it's just transplanting hair to different places, what? Mm. But for women, instead of like male pattern baldness where the pattern is very clear, right? Mm-hmm. Women's hair loss is usually like all over the place. Oh. You don't see women balding only at the top of their head. Okay. Or you don't really see like a receding hairline there, obviously. Okay. Because you lose hair all over the place, maybe it's the hormones, maybe it's tying of your hair too much, mm. or in tight ponytails, pulling of your hair using harsh hair products. Mm over extended periods of time these can cause thinning hair I used to tie my hair a lot in like primary school <sighs> like very tight like always ponytail I think yeah. that's why like my box spot is like at the ponytail oh area. is it yeah. I don't really tie my hair very tight like. it's very painful oh not tight, but I always tie it, I think. Because I think you have to tie your hair in primary school. But even at home. No, I don't tie my hair at home. Maybe short hair though. If tying your hair is the issue, then like maybe short hair. Yeah. Uh, okay. Short hair. Yeah, I think short hair. Because when your hair is too long also, like my hairdresser always say, your hair is too long, you pull on your roots and then mm. your hair will drop more. Oh. But yeah, so for women, it's actually a bit difficult to transplant hair from one place to another. So usually for women, the treatment is just to like increase your hair growth naturally. By like all these serums and stuff. Yeah. It? And also, hair transplant is not for everyone. So, women with widespread pattern hair loss is difficult and not recommended. Also, those without enough donor hair, like me, <laughs> who really has thin hair, like where do you want me to shift my hair to? Those who also easily form keloids, which are the thick fibrous scars after oh. surgery or injury. Oh no. So, maybe it's like if you do the strip one, then mm. you might, or like maybe the whole punch method will also cause you That's to form. Right. Or those who lost hair due to medication like chemotherapy. Shit. Can you like transplant from like your eyebrow to your head? Oh, I think can. Oh. You can transplant from another part of your body. But it wouldn't grow too long or so, like, right? Remember we did oh. the eyebrows episode on like, why do why oh, yeah, does hair stop growing? Stop. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking of people who have scars on their eyebrow, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The- then I, I want to transplant my eyebrow to cover the scar. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a battle scar. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be cool in the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, yeah I think, actually, I, I think it looks kind of cool. Though. But yeah, I think for like those, maybe like those with burns more, you would more likely want have to use like hairs from other part of your body. Right, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but if you're like just normal balding person, then you just get from your hair. Yeah. 
So will you do it? I'm just thinking now. Okay, maybe like I cannot make my head fuller. But can I cover my balls? <laughs> From another place. Yeah, I mean like just take... I, I feel like the bottom, you know, like just above your neck. Uh, you just take like those few lah. Then the, the hairline is a bit higher. Is it very obvious? I don't when know. When you tie your hair, if your hairline is higher, would it be weird? But uh, who's to say where the supposed hairline is supposed to be, you know? Like I never realised people's hairline. And like not as if people taking photos of your back that often. Yeah. So like, there's no paper trail, you know. People can't be like, eh, hey, 10 years ago, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was like a lot lower. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just wouldn't do it if I had to shave my hair bald. Right. I think you're just self-conscious, honestly. Really? Because I also felt very self-conscious when I had like shoulder length hair. But I think it's like, just because I'm self-conscious about myself. Mm. That's why I think you're self-conscious about yourself. But anyway. Hope yeah. that info helps. Yeah. I would recommend my family uh-huh. to do <laughs> If they have meal panda bonus. Okay. It sounds pretty foolproof to me for $4,000. I mean, like, there are probably risks also, lah, but yeah. you know, probably not too high, I guess. But if you're, I guess if you're a very serious one, like mm. it runs in your jeans mm. so bad, mm. then you might want to do it. True. Or if you don't care, just don't do it. Like yeah. I said, my dad had no hair his whole life, so. Mm. And as usual, follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel because it really helps us out. You can also follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and feel free to DM us any questions. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. We'll post all the links in the episode description, so check them out if you're interested. Thank you. Bye.